0: habit that everyone does before opening a beer proven to be a myth. Drastically
1: miscalculating alcohol and exploding cans. An Indiana brewery, you done fucked up. Ahoy there!
0: Just Pabst have the thing for you? <laughs> for fuck's sakes, it's all beer.
1: Welcome to It's All Beer. It's 2020. We're in the future now. IPAs are not bitter. Every brewery's making Michelob Ultra. And the next big thing is flavored alcoholic seltzer water. The future fucking sucks. I'm Jeremy Jones.
0: I'm Tyler Zimmerman. <laughs> hey,
1: it's the first podcast of the new year. <laughs> I
0: know. I haven't seen you since last decade. I,
1: yes, I guess that's, we're going to have the conversation whether it's not really the decade or... Well,
0: it's a new decade, yes. Okay, fair
1: enough. Okay. Decades so, start on the zero, man. I'm not going to argue that. It's, <laughs> I, any person who argues that, no, it's not till 2021, ought to be stabbed
0: in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> a little off.
1: So, hey, what are we drinking?
0: All right, so you brought us a couple beers from uh, Revision Brewing out of Sparks, Nevada. I got the Vada. How's yours? uh, Pretty solid. I mean, uh, very well-drinking, like, citrusy, hazy IPA. I mean, my one knock on hazy IPAs is, you've had one, you've had them all.
1: I was say, so I've got the uh, Planet Lovetron. Uh, Yeah, a big old glass of, like orange juice like slightly bitter orange peel a little bit of pineapple nice velvety mouthfeel but uh, I mean yeah I kind of picked I kind of picked two of revisions latest to see you know just my again my yeah my uh, my beef with uh, hazy IPA especially revision is yeah they're they're good beers but they kind of all taste
0: exactly alike. I'm like, are you just changing the can are, or is these actually See, different beers?
1: Revision uh, swears. No, no, no. We do different hops every time. But
0: what well, hops are in yours?
1: I I don't know. Does it? I'm not sure if it. Mine says, says it. Does yours? Well, are, is it yours fancy? Um, all right. So the uh, the 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 text on the can says uh, the Lovetron says hitch a free ride aboard the mothership connection to planet Tron Sexy. Ease your mind and soul with bright citrus and stone fruit notes of Amarillo, Mosaic, and Citra hops, floating on a pillowy bed of malted goodness. That it? That's it. I mean, there's oh. more, but that's the hops.
0: What was the hops again? I zoned out there.
1: Um, Amarillo, Mosaic, and Citra.
0: Yeah. So, the, Vada, I realized I was pronouncing it wrong, because it says some say tomato, some say tomato, but you can't say Nevada. No way not ever it's nevada Vi- vada like this beer is Rada is a hazy double ipa pack full of nelson Savon and Vic secret
1: all right well i'll when we switch off i'm kind because of, i love nelson savan but um i'm kind of curious as to whether it comes out in that beer yeah. but all right well what's the first story today
0: Uh, So first we gotta cover a little bit of breaking news. So yeah, it seems that within the first
1: week, uh, the we've got the first hit on the brewery Deadpool.
0: And neither of us hit it, and I am now down to nine (laughs) options because one of my options was no one would sell.
1: If you were paying, yeah. So if you're paying attention, um, yeah, uh, uh, Tyler had like for his number ten pick, um, his gambit was nobody would sell to anybody. And we are not even two weeks into... Well, we are now two weeks into the uh, new year,
0: and that one's already toast. Yeah. So... Well, I'm fucked. But on the bright side, since none of you bastards fucking submitted anything, we don't have to worry about losing to you!
1: <laughs> nope, It's I just have to beat Tyler, which should be pretty easy. He's kind of a dumbass. Yeah. But I mean, you know that if you've been listening.
0: But Jeremy, would you like to inform everyone who the first sale was and who it went to?
1: So uh, it was Trailhead Brewing out of uh, out of Missouri, and they sold to. Um, we been we were debating on on how to pronounce it. I'm gonna go with Schafli.
0: Schafli.
1: Schafli. It's S C H L. I think it's I mean, can I buy a vowel, please? There's one <laughs> A. So Schafli. We're gonna go with that. Uh, Shafla is actually the biggest craft brewery in, uh, Missouri. It's based out of St. Louis there. I have vague memories of running in. I don't think I've actually been to the brewery, but I have vague memories of running into their beer. It's basically like, I don't know. It's, it's almost the, like the size of like a Widmere or a, um,
0: I it's get, kind of a regional powerhouse. Yeah, it
1: really is. Especially I mean, you can't you can't if any any place that has craft beer in Missouri, you're gonna run into Chef Lai. So uh yeah, they've purchased they have purchased Trailhead. Not a whole lot of details as of yet, other than the deal is going down and um it you know Trailhead statement was basically kind of what we've kind of the same story is that we found ourselves in a position where we had to sell Gonna um, retire. Yeah, well, I mean, in this, in this case, it kind of, it just sounds like, yeah, it was either this or it, it doesn't Shutter work. It. Um, and Chef Light is still a craft, craft brand. Um, yeah, quite large, but they've got the, uh, they've, they've got the, the, the capital to make it happen. And so, yeah, and you're right. The, the, yeah, the, the, the owner plans to retire uh, after uh, doing this for 25 years. So, um, so he's out and that, there we go. So,
0: yep. I saw this last night on Twitter. Uh, Josh Knoll out of Chicago tweeted it out. So if you're looking for any more information, he may have some or I think Brewbound just released an article finally on it or
1: Yeah, that just came out today. But again, there's really not
0: much to say about it um, cuz I don't think a ton's going to be released cuz there's not many shareholders that
1: It's a pretty I mean it's a pretty small like I said. It's a, it's a small brewery being being bought by a fairly small uh i mean could be not a huge it's not a it it, it, it ain't one it ain't one billion dollars in uh in uh, a one billion dollar sale this ain't constellation no. again but um uh, when
0: constellation does make that purchase i called <laughs> you'll be regretting
1: it um but yeah it's so yeah it's well well if something if something interesting comes out of that i i think the uh we'll 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 look into it but really i think it all the only reason we were interested in it at all was because we were at doing extra points for the first sale of the new year, and this is it. Yep. <laughs> I don't think either of us... I don't think Chef Fly or Trailhead on either of our radars, so fuck it. No,
0: nope. no.
1: Nope. So, well done.
0: <laughs> and I thought we'd at least make it to February before the first sale. Well, now you... See? And that's why you're gonna lose. <laughs> so, on a brighter note... Um... Uh, When most people open a can of beer, especially if it's been shaken, what do most people do?
1: Well, I mean, I hear tell you sit there and tap on the can because that's supposed to, like, make the foam go down so that when you open it, it doesn't spray you in the face. Yes. That's the basic idea.
0: Some researchers out of the University of Southern Denmark decided to take a break from their menial... Not really worth anything research of, like, Alzheimer's and that. <laughs> and focus on the good stuff about how to conserve more beer if your beer has been shaken. Does tapping really save beer? I mean,
1: important important research. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, don't never mind about Alzheimer's. They're going to forget anyway. <laughs> Sorry, too, too soon? Too soon? No, <laughs> ah, they forgot. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to hell
0: when I die. Oh, yeah. Right there with you, buddy. Uh, so, they... Um, carried out a randomized controlled trial of a thousand cans of beer. The cans were either shaken and not tapped, shaken and tapped, or not shaken and tapped, or indeed not shaken and not tapped. Did you follow?
1: Oh, I guess. Okay. They were shaken and tapped, shaken and not tapped, not shaken and tapped, and then shaken, not shaken and not tapped. Correct. Okay. We got this.
0: Uh, the beer was all, I'd shake and tap that. <laughs> uh, the beer was all three hundred and thirty milliliter cans of Carlsberg lager.
1: Why would they do that to themselves? It we've was already... free oh, okay I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we've already as we've as we mentioned way back in the summer of last year uh Carlsberg famously awful, <laughs> even they grudgingly yeah. said
0: now nah, our our beer shit so as the register uh u k reports uh the cans were tapped or so the cans were that were chose to be shaken were shaken for two minutes, and then the ones that were tapped were tapped three times with a single finger. Uh, (laughs) The writer of the article is demanding a retest because he claims that since they tapped the sides, not the top, it didn't work. Well, that's that's not how you do it. You don't tap the sides. Well, I've always tapped the top. Right. But because physics, I don't want physics in my fucking beer. Uh, but apparently they do. Uh, physics, um, told them there's a theory in physics that said, uh, they need to tap the sides because the carbonation bubbles are what are building up on the sides of the can. And so it's creating the drag when they open it, that is pulling the beer up and disturb and creating the foam.
1: Okay. Okay. Yep. Sure. I mean, I guess that doesn't make any. Le- I, I I'm I, I want to argue, but then again, I can't give theoretical you theoretical physics, man. That I can't I can't give you like physics for why tapping the top of the can is any different. Yeah. So, but but I mean, other than I pray to the Lord God Bacchus to make yep. my beer not explode in my face.
0: It theorized the loss of liquid is due to the bubbles that form on the sides of the cans during shaking, dragging liquid with them as they expand. Um, so they performed the side tap. Uh, and they measured the mass of the cans to plus or minus 0. 0.1 gram. Um, and are you ready for the conclusion?
1: I'm positively vibrating.
0: We'll turn off your vibrator.
1: Oh, I can't get through a podcast without my anal vibrator, Tyler. Oh, you know, this we've discussed this.
0: Uh-huh. Uh, huh. <laughs> and what they found is tapping the can. Does dickle.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and we've got the title for the podcast.
0: <laughs> Tapping the can, the can does dickle. all uh, So it showed no significant statistical difference whether the can was tapped or not. There was a mean difference of negative .159 grams of beer lost when the can was tapped. Okay. Uh, so it is unsupported whether tapping actually does anything and basically now i'm like well i've already formed a habit so piss off
1: <laughs> so but but they but they haven't conclusively proven that doesn't nothing is what i'm i mean they they it just the results sound inconclusive
0: yeah it, it just proved that tapping it, it on the side didn't save enough beer to warrant tapping it
1: i mean well the the, the great effort it takes to tap your beer i guess
0: yep. And then they drank some cans and then gave the rest to thirsty college students on a hot Friday.
1: Haven't college students suffered enough without being
0: given Carlsberg? Not the best lager you've ever had. (laughs) (laughs) So, after feeling terrible about my habits now, uh, Jeremy, what story we got next?
1: Maybe you fucks should buy a goddamn hydrometer news now. Um, So, it turns out taking a beer and drowning it in a metric shitload of... fruit puree is a really bad idea for several reasons but not the most obvious well among there are other reasons besides the most obvious i should say
0: can i offer a point of clarification a sure. hydrometer wouldn't help them in this spot they need to just send it off and get it tested for alcohol actually cause i doubt they have an alcohol alcoholometer or whatever the fuck it's called <laughs>
1: alkalizer
0: alkalizer there we you go. know
1: what we'll get into it but you know what? That doesn't even matter either.
0: It costs twenty bucks to have it tested.
1: Here's the thing. So <laughs> it turns so uh, this uh, this comes from a uh, uh, good beer hunting and actually uh, f- a, a fan of the show Cody uh, uh, sent this off. Sent this off to us. Thank you, Cody. Um, Four fifty North uh, has run into a, a bit of a trouble uh, with their Slushy XL line of beer. Uh, the The idea for the this line of beer is basically a Berliner Weiss. That they then absolutely smother in fruit juice or fruit puree, um, and actually, from what I've what from my calculations and from what I've read, it might be more accurate to say they take fruit puree and then add a bit of beer to it. <laughs> um, uh, the brewery estimated that uh, the that ever that the uh, the ABV uh has of their beer was eight percent, and they put that on the label and they sold them. Uh, for about eighteen to twenty-five bucks a four-pack, so we're talking a premium, you know, premium sour beer, premium IPA. This is,
0: you're, you're not you're, a premium lambic.
1: Yeah, uh, sixteen-ounce <laughs> cans. Um, except a customer, probably a little confused as to uh, their ability to drink. I don't know all four. Yeah, all four, and then some, and not feel a goddamn thing. Um, actually had them tested, and the results came Fucking back.
0: Fucking brewers.
1: The results came back, um, slightly shy of 8%. Um, and actually the, uh, the ABV that they got was 2.56. Now we should take, so we kind of started it. Well, let's take a moment to actually discuss, um, how a craft brewery does calculate ABV. Um, usually it's one of two ways as Tyler kind of mentioned, um, one way is to is to use laboratory equipment. Either you can buy what's what the industry standard device is uh, the Alka, alkalizer, um, which will will give you an exact reading on how much beer per volume is in is in your uh, is in your beer or wine or spirit. Um, these things cost several thousand dollars and a bit of out of the range of a small craft brewery. Um, you can send it to a lab to get tested. Which is not terribly expensive, just cumbersome if you're putting out several different types of beer, like uh, like 450 North. Uh, you know they're they're kind of known for having just different beers about every other week and being very tradable. Um, so sending each one to a laboratory probably a little cumbersome, but how most of a, but how most ABV is is calculated is through simple density measurements. And that's usually done with a hydrometer or a refractometer. Basically, you know, long story short, you're measuring the density of your beer before you ferment it and after you ferment it. That density usually is sugar. And so you can say, you can using using a hydrometer, see, oh, I have X amount of sugar before I ferment. I have Y amount of sugar after I ferment. Therefore, that sugar had to go somewhere, probably alcohol. You can get a you can get within a percentage or so of your ABV. Um, it's not perfect, but it's a sheer, sheer a lot better than fucking six percent off.
0: And if I remember correctly, uh, TTB regulations give you plus or minus point three percent alcohol. Correct. Now, now keep in
1: mind this is that's only if you want to send your beer out of state, though.
0: But if you doing that math, right, you're gonna be within that range, right? Now, if you're Sending or if you live in one of the states that require you to submit your labels to the ttb uh, but if you're gonna be adding a ton of juice you should think it's gonna water it down a little
1: and that's where well that's what the what the problem really is I mean we're not this is, this is not a problem with um laboratory uh uh equipment or your testing equipment being off this isn't an, an issue of like of you know your uh, the natural downsides of calculating alcohol you know cheap via density measurements this is a this is sh- sh- pure and simply a brewery not giving a fuck because you don't need functional you don't need an alkalize, uh, an alkalizer for this you need a functional brain mm-hmm. b- to take because here's h- here's how the math works if you've got an eight percent beer and you add, you know, got a gallon of 8% beer, and you've got a gallon of 0% juice, you combine them, you have a, Tyler?
0: About
1: 4%. There we go. Give or take. But which actually, since I started thinking about this, let's assume for a second that they gave even a tiny bit of a fuck, and they did test their original beer, which was 8%. I have my doubts, but let's just because that's the only measurement we get from them, let's just say they started they were out,
0: correct on that.
1: They were they started out with an 8% Berliner Vice. They just didn't smash two brain cells together going, oh, we're adding something that's non-alcoholic.
0: Or it was like 8.2 and they were like, oh, it'll drop it down to 8. Right. I mean,
1: so let's just assume that they started with 8%. Um, because if it's actually high if they did if they did think about that it's actually higher, then this gets this calculation gets worse. So let's say 8%. Uh, by my math that means that this beer is roughly two-thirds juice <laughs> oh that's bad
0: that's bad
1: <laughs> or f- fruit puree no seriously if you think about it if you start with eight percent and you you're to get to what,
0: two and a half what
1: you get is yeah a little over two and a half uh that that waters it down by that waters it down to a point where uh uh the eight percent is contributing th- like less than a third So, yeah, you're about two-thirds juice. That's what they're selling. (laughs) And that's what people are going absolutely apeshit for. So I just want to, like, point that out for...
0: (laughs) Side note right here. I do kind of find it a little bit karmic that all these, like, beer nerds trading this beer and, like, swooping in on it
1: are buying basically fruit puree in a can with a little bit of beer added
0: well i think it's terrible for the industry and i'm like what were you doing to think that it wasn't gonna water it down this much and at least at the brewery i work at if we were doing something like that i'd be like okay let's send this off to get tested right kind of like when we do a barrel aged stout we like we're like, okay, we know it goes into the barrel at this, but we don't know how much alcohol it's gonna pull off from the barrel. Correct. So we yeah. send it off and sometimes it's two and a half percent, sometimes it's three. One time we had four percent.
1: But I mean, again, I wanna stress I mean, so the the even the Good Beer Hunting article, I don't think did a good enough job of stressing just how little of the a fuck they must give because I mean we're not talking about
0: You're almost adding a fermenter of
1: we're not even talking about, like, being a little bit off. We're talking about being 6% off. You can fit an entire beer in between where they thought they were or where they said they were,
0: I should be more accurate, and where they actually were. I mean, there's no... And thinking, if That's just they're pure... adding, if they were at 8%, they're adding more than a fermenter full of uh-huh. fruit puree to that original liquid. yeah. So this is not. So how did you not go? Huh? We over doubled our. Yeah. They're trying to make a cheap profit.
1: There. So yeah. So so yeah. So this is just pure negligence. And I, and also I want to point out that this is not the first thing they've run into. Um, in August of 2018, the brewery admitted that some of their cans might explode. Um, why? I don't know. Maybe because you're adding, like you know, one part beer to two parts juice, which is going to re ferment in the can. And they're, and they're kind of, why don't of, you
0: pasteurize it?
1: <laughs> well, and they're, um, you know, they're, and their um, uh, reaction was basically like, Oh, gee, shucks. Yeah. Our cans might explode. Make sure you put them in the refrigerator as soon as you get them. That's the thing. No part of this story. I mean, every part of the story just absolutely pisses me off because it's almost gleeful incompetence. You know their ex- response to exploding cans? I'll oh, pop those puppies in the refrigerator.
0: It's not incompetence. It's, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's not giving a fuck. They got your money, and they don't care about the end result. They're in for the quick sale. To the to the it's negligence. To the
1: uh, to the inaccurate um, ABV. Inaccurate not even the correct word. Completely fabricated ABV. Their response was, "Oopsie. Well, I guess we'll just take the ABV off the can." We can't do it, so we'll just like remove it, and that'll be fine. And you know, so obviously they don't give a fuck. They don't have a single fuck to give. Um, in fact, in a, I was as I dug further into this in an interview where uh, with the uh, the head brewer, um, this was on uh, beerandbrewing.com, com. You get some hints that they have no clue what they're doing either. I mean, first um, the head brewer was a home brewer. Um, before And this was his first professional gig Not not necessarily a downside Because I know homebrewers Who could take a professional brewer to school And make that guy leave crying And there are also homebrewers That um, I mean
0: Use 15 pounds of crystal malt as their base I'm
1: saying it there's, there's no license to homebrew beer But if there was they'd lose it
0: <laughs> They would have um, never got it in the first <laughs>
1: place Just saying From looking at these results I'm going to go with Closer to the, you'd lose your license part of the, uh, part of the equation. Um, no, he, uh, reading the article there, the, there was one part where he, um. Is he even a brewer if
0: it's that much juice?
1: That's a good question. I mean, well, he does brew a beer. He does brew, I mean, they're known for two things. These, these like slushy, uh, beers and of course Northeast IPAs. And he does apparently do a lot of really good ones. I don't know. Haven't tried them. Don't think I'm going to have one shipped, because it'll probably blow up in the box.
0: However... (laughs) I, I, I don't hate too much on the, hey, these might explode. Because anytime you're doing, like, actual fruit... They should be ordering aseptic puree, where the puree has been pasteurized. But, at the very least, it's easier to pasteurize cans. Pasteurize the cans.
1: But, I mean, I... It does bother me, and, I mean, that, it's, because, number one, it's slightly dangerous. Oh, 100%. I mean, I don't think there's been any reports of anybody being injured by one of these yet. Um, But, I mean, it's a little bit less since most breweries have moved away from bottles, but, I mean, bottle bombs, legitimately dangerous.
0: Oh, Remember when the can of Imperial yeast blew up at our old job that we worked together?
1: <laughs> Couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they cut the guy's hand open. <laughs>
1: Cans are just as dangerous. Um, but, uh, no, I mean, he, but in a comment from the head brewer, he remarked how surprised he was that beer doesn't scale up from a home brew system to a professional brew system, which... Oh! I mean, I'm glad he got there. I'm glad he got there. (laughs) I'm glad he figured it out. Um, That's kind of what we're dealing with. Um,
0: So, did he use 12 pounds of two-row in that recipe?
1: (laughs) The point that that might be, that may be part of where, I mean, who knows? This could be part of the equation where he goes, well, when I brewed it at home, it was 8%. The part that pisses me off, though, most of all, is that. They're going to get away. They seem to be able to get away with it because I spent some time sort of stalking them on social media today, uh, mostly on Instagram and mostly their, their new posts about their new slushy line and everyone's forgot. Yeah. I mean, most people are just absolutely going, Oh my God, we can't wait. A few people um, have pointed out like, Hey, have you fixed your whole, like, you know, abv problem of you know not you know people say have you calculated your abv on this one you know are you doing that and they mostly the you know you kind of look you go uh, most people like shut up and let us enjoy this and it's not only does the brewery itself clearly not give a fuck but the thing that's almost almost makes me more upset is that the that their customers don't don't give a fuck i mean there's there's it seems to be a kind of hype that surrounds this brewery um and in the beer trading community, which I'm not a huge part of, but I mean, there's, there is kind of a culture of like, ooh, this brewery, shiny, get whatever you can from them. Um, but, it, it, I mean, and no one just, and no one seems to care that you might get a 2% beer that'll blow up in your hand. And, you know, and, and even the, the...
0: By that time, it would, it'd be higher than 2%. Good point. Um, the... <laughs> the indiana alcohol and
1: tobacco um started an investigation into into the brewery um which near as i can tell according to a a, a report from the uh, republic.com wrapped up after a five minute conversation with the head brewers i want to point out this is a state where they don't allow refrigerated beer or at least they didn't last time i was there
0: so like if, so if, you, if go to, you sold it into a grocery store it's on a warm shelf
1: yes that's a
0: terrible idea
1: so you cannot buy cold beer in indiana at least last time i was there i they may have changed that but when i was there they you couldn't
0: for 450 north or 450
1: maybe 450 but i mean (laughs) but apparently as near as i could tell from the from the article they the, the the investigators showed up had a conversation with like five minutes with the uh the owners which i think was basically like you guys are testing your alcohol right Oh, yes, sure we are. And that was it.
0: Why, by golly, we're, we're done here.
1: <laughs> well, this looks completely legit. Um, And what?
0: <laughs> Look, I don't. <laughs> That's your fermenter for your puree. That's your fermenter for your beer. And it, th-
1: nobody seems to think that matters. And here's the thing. Here's why it matters. Um, And I, that wasn't really mentioned in, in good beer hunting. Uh, and they sort of kind of touched on it. But, I mean, here's my personal thing of why it matters. You know how Bud Light is putting the nutrition facts on all their beer? Or at least on, yeah, on all their beer packages?
0: Yeah, cases. Um,
1: Spoiler alert, they ain't doing that because they want to be transparent. They don't give a fuck about the consumer. They've proven that time and again. They're doing it to set a precedent. And... You know, they're doing it because it's going to be virtually impossible for craft brewers to be able to test their, to reliably test all their beer, not only for ABV, but for protein, carbohydrates, sugars, added sugars,
0: calories, vitamin A. And especially small breweries that rotate through a lot of seasonals.
1: Exactly especially a brewery like 450 north that likes to come out with new things how you, you can't test every single one of those and
0: now because of this the craft beer industry looks like shit
1: and ab InBev only needs one person to get seriously hurt by an exploding can and then they will you know get their flying you know the they'll toss money to their politicians and lobbyists which they own and they will you know they will they will stand up and go oh we need to protect the public. And they will scamper to pass new laws that AB and Bev will dictate to them and they will be able to shut down, well, seriously hamper craft beer um, by passing laws requiring every brewery to test all this shit because breweries like 450 North can't be fucking bothered. And that's what fucking concerns me. And I might sound like I'm being a little bit of a tinfoil hat conspiracy theorist.
0: You're on a soapbox right now, but it's
1: justified. <laughs> it's justified. And I'm not saying I'm not a little bit of a conspiracy theorist, but two things. Number one, AB Bev has proven themselves completely willing and able to fuck with craft beer. And so why even give them the opportunity? And two, the only thing that's stopping this is for breweries to give a shit and that should be like at the core of the craft beer industry why is there even a craft beer industry here's why it's beer brewed by people who give a shit people give a shit about the ingredients people give a shit about the quality people who give a shit that about their customers and if they're not doing them, then what the fuck is the point of craft beer?
0: You missed one group in there. What's that? It is consumers to give a shit that their breweries are being fucking honest. That's with
1: them. and that's the my that was the point. That right after that was if the breweries can't be bothered to give a shit, then absolutely the consumers should because you're being sold a a false set of uh, a, a, a false good. And I think people should absolutely say, you know what, go fuck yourselves because you
0: can't even. Doesn't matter if you're the cool brewery down the road that releases a new beer every three days. If the alcohol's wrong.
1: Yeah. and it makes What are the, you doing? It makes the entire industry look bad. And again, this is not like simple, uh, a, you know, a simple oopsie on your measurements. This is fucking negligence this is a difference of six percent and if this goes the other way if you like say you know you make a four percent beer that's actually ten percent you could get in trouble
0: mm-hmm. because especially because at least in idaho that puts you in a different tax rate for that beer if you claimed it was four percent you'd pay a lesser tax than if it was eight percent never mind that
1: i mean think about the person it's at the bar Uncle
0: sam yeah he,
1: well there's that. But think about the person at the bar who's like, "Oh, there's a 4% beer. I can have 3 and has three 10% beers." Mm-hmm. I mean, that's an extreme thing, but less likely to happen. But we're but if you said, "Hey, could a brewery, you know, sell an 8% beer that's 2.5 2.5%, per 2.56%?" No, cuz that would be goddamn stupid. Well, this yeah. is goddamn stupid. So, I, I guess
0: could have a little leeway if it was like 8 to 6 because i'd be like okay that's still a little wide but i mean
1: that's not good but you could chalk that up i
0: mean if it's like if i miscalculated how much puree uh,
1: yeah we miscalculated the the how much the puree would affect two percent yes this is negligible
0: above two percent yeah i'm like dude you fucked up
1: so yeah i guess that's that's where i landed on it um 450 north go fuck yourselves fix your shit
0: oregon brew lab's it's 20 bucks plus shipping. You have to send over eight ounces of beer.
1: Fix your shit. All right, so I feel better.
0: <laughs> I, I bet you
1: do. There's... Let's both step off this soapbox. I mean, there's... First of all, I think there's like just a, a month of just random pent-up rage of just about the world in general that just feels good to... I thought that's what masturbating helped you with, Jeremy. <laughs> uh, it helps, but you know what? I mean, this... This podcast is like a, a masturbation aid. I mean, as soon as you leave the room, this the, the walls are getting painted. Um, <laughs> I thought they
0: looked a little wider than normal. <laughs>
1: um, I switched. Well, while well, uh, uh, this regard switched beers. I'm now on uh, uh, Vada or Veda or Vada. Vada. How can I pronounce? I- how can I pronounce it in the way that will most irritate the people at Revision? Um, Vader. Um, yeah, I mean, again, it's a hazy. They're they're markedly so. Oh, I do get like more of like a. I do get a little bit of the Nelson Salvin, like, white wine flavor.
0: Yeah, I could see that, but.
1: That, yeah, there's like, it's a more subtle, it's a little bit more subtle. I get the white wine, more apricot, a little bit more peach, so.
0: The the nice part is, is switching through these beers, it's like you're having two of the same beer. I mean, what, what, are,
1: do you notice anything different? Because you're, you're now on Planet Lovetron, right? Yeah. Any difference?
0: Uh, That one had a little better mouthfeel. Okay.
1: You mean Vada had better feel? I feel like the Love Tron should have a better mouthfeel just for the name. You would think. But not so much. Okay. Pabst is craft news now. Um, This is from... uh,
0: Hipsters, (laughs) rejoice!
1: (laughs) Hey, I get to make a hipster joke. This is my story. (laughs) Jessica Infante uh, from Brewbound uh, uh, wrote this story. Pabst uh, Pabst announced uh, yesterday, uh, January 15th, I guess that's two days ago uh, from what we're recording today, but January fifteenth, uh, that it's launching its very own brand of craft beer. Um, I'm gonna pause here for a second because all the hipsters just uh, had an orgasm. That was my hipster joke.
0: Yeah, mm.
1: Yo, You thought yours was better.
0: Mine was first.
1: Well, just because you finished first does not does not mean it was better. I think uh, uh, your fiance will attest to that.
0: Hey, if <laughs> I finished first and third, still counts. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Captain Pabst,
1: uh, as the line is now officially being called, is being launched with the Seabird IPA. It is a, uh, is a 4.5 ABV, I'm pretty sure they've had it tested, uh, 4.5 ABV <laughs> IPA with uh, Magnum, Citra, Mosaic, and Cascade Hops.
0: It's a fucking Session IPA. (laughs) Why are you creating a new line of craft beer in today's market and bringing back a style that fucking died three fucking summers ago? Because I feel
1: like, I mean, if you're going to get into craft beer, you know, the, 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 the getting into the, getting in when there's now single digit growth and.
0: No. (laughs) Session IPA was a terrible fucking style when everyone loved the big bitter ejaculate lupulin down your gullet and fucking choke on it. (laughs) It was a terrible style then. So now when everyone's like, oh, I want juicy and hazy, juice that fucking orange right down my gullet. Blah, 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 blah. Apparently. They are going the opposite way.
1: (laughs) I'm not the only one with some pent up rage. Do you feel? <laughs> how do you feel about yourself? Now? I had
0: a fight with a landlord all week. I'm ready to go. Do
1: I? Do I need to leave the room for a
0: second? <laughs> no, I'm good. I got hot water again. And, As you were. I, mean, I got to take a breath. Um.
1: In addition, there. Uh, so, um. In 2017, uh, Paps made a uh, made their own brew house in Milwaukee. That's now being repurposed, rebranded, re everything um, as their as their new home for their Captain Pabst series. The Captain Pabst um, uh, gives uh, is basically named after their founder, who married into the Pabst beer family. He was a captain. He was a he was a ship captain on the uh, on the on Lake Superior. Um, the Seabird, the IPA is named after is his thing. Basically, they're going. Did he know a, Roaring Dan? Yeah, I know. Yeah. So that's a, so yeah, that he he definitely knew Roaring Dan. <laughs> uh, bit of backstory Um there's a there's a bottle of uh, uh of rum in uh in, in this office. Um it's I from got one at home too. He's got one. Um Roaring Dan, uh basically there is a distillery in Milwaukee, Wisconsin that makes a rum that named um it named it after Roaring Dan, who is the only man to be convicted of piracy on the Great Lakes.
0: Tell him why he was convicted of piracy. I don't remember. Because they couldn't get him for smuggling liquor during Prohibition. Okay, So yeah. they had to get him on piracy.
1: <laughs> but anyway, so that's... So, yeah, they wanted to name it after the pirates. They wanted to name their rum after a pirate, so they got their local pirate. Anyway, yeah, he definitely knew Roaring Dam. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, so... They're gonna roll. Out. They haven't. They're. They haven't decided what are They haven't decided or haven't come out with what the rest of the line is gonna be. They're starting with this session IPA, um, and and uh, they're gonna be rolling out. Um, and I'm gonna quote here um, some imaginative craft beer offerings. Um, yeah. <laughs> so um, I guess uh, I I want to wrap up the last two stories by saying. Um, Breweries, if you don't get your shit together, um, Pabst will happily step in and make craft beer. You can hope you can actually hear the quotation marks I put around craft, and brew a 4.5% IPA, which you can put in your stupid mouths.
0: <laughs> One other thing on this that gets me is Pabst doesn't brew PBR. They right. don't have a brew house for that. They contract it out with Miller Coors. Correct. So, are they going to start brewing their own shit PBR in the brew house that they now open? Actually, yes. So okay. because apparently- I was like, it's going to be real hypocritical, but it would almost be the most hipster thing to do. Your bread and butter, you have contract brewed by another big behemoth, oh. and then have your own very own craft brew. Perhaps
1: is if nothing, <laughs> if not the hipster of big beer. <laughs> yes, they have a. Uh, I forget what the exact capacity is. But they have, but yeah, the uh, the their Milwaukee Brew House uh, will have the capacity to brew to brew their line. It's basically going to be like a separate, uh, a separ- a whole separate entity for them, as near as I can tell. I mean, it's going to be no way tied to PBR at all, um, except Captain Paps. Except for it's owned by the same company
0: and the name and the name,
1: yeah. But otherwise, this is a completely separate endeavor. So
0: it's like PBR got drunk off rum and was like, "I'm a pirate now." <laughs> And I'm going to make
1: craft beer because it's... <laughs> because because it's, fuck me! Because it's 2009 and craft beer is 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 is, is the most popular thing ever. Oh, wait.
0: <laughs> and I have a fake peg leg and a fake parrot.
1: <laughs> uh, so, craft beer, fix your shit or PAPS is going to take over. Tyler, uh, you have a more upbeat story for us to end this evening with, I believe.
0: Yeah, it's a little feel-good story right here out of the Northwest. Um, so... For those of you that live in the Treasure Valley or Northwest here, uh, the Spokane-Northern Idaho area has been getting pummeled by snow the last couple weeks. Uh, My parents live up there. My dad has been sending me pictures every morning when he's out plowing or getting plowed uh, trying to come home from work. It's awkward. Your dad
1: sends a picture. (laughs) You were waiting for me to make that joke. (laughs) As
0: soon as I started saying that, I was like, ah, fuck. Getting the road plowed out in front of him so he can get out of work. Kinky. Uh, (laughs) Kinky. But, this it's very sexually you <laughs> <innuendo. laughs> It is. I mean,
1: I, again, I feel like we're just gonna we're like, uh, and we, we we just had a bunch of pent up infantile jokes to make. I'm just trying to power through right now. <laughs> rage and, and rage and sex jokes. That's where we're at
0: tonight. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Uh, so, No Lie offered the first 50 people to arrive at their brewery between 11 a.m. and 5 p.m. on Friday. So t- the day we're recording this. Um, That they could grab a free shovel and pay it forward. So they were asking for help paying it forward in the community. To have them grab a shovel and lend a helping hand to their neighbors by shoveling them out. Um, With this, they asked those who would send their photos and videos of them paying it forward by shoveling someone's driveway or sidewalk. uh, To come in after sending their photos in and have a free full-size Uh, No Lie Pennant. Cool. Uh, So, with this here, uh, they've always been in the Spokane community, just very pro on helping out the community. And so I thought it was, you know what, that's awesome. Way to see them kind of...
1: Again, craft beer doing what craft beer does best, which is doing those little cool things involving beer that just... (laughs) connects yeah. them with community. It's yeah. just It's
0: a community involvement event. It's stupid, it's fun. It makes you look real good in the community.
1: I mean, and and and, and the headlines don't don't hoit do they. No. <laughs> you know, it gets your gets get your I mean, from a business decision, it's it's good press. Um, you know what? It's
0: And people will do a lot for free shit.
1: I especially free beer. Mm-hmm. I have moved at people's entire houses for, for nothing more than free beer. Um, I basically do a podcast for free beer. In fact, most of my professional career is basically revolving around free beer, Jeremy,
0: so. Most of your adult life,
1: <laughs> not tr- okay. I'm gonna actually have to quantify this.
0: Um, if you have to quantify it, it's not true.
1: <laughs> a not insignificant portion of my adult life has been born is, is based around free beer. I, I will concede that, yes. Um, and I def- from college to now. Um, a not insignificant amount, yes, and, I, <laughs> and yeah. If one of the local breweries said, "Hey, we're doing this," and it, I, I could,
0: and I had the day off, I'd be like, shit. "Oh yeah, I'll go down and do that. That'll be fun." Yeah. Um, the
1: random, a random thing about No. I just I always like the story about uh, uh, No Um, their original name was Northern Lights. Mm-hmm. Um, but a brewery in Alaska, um, rightly has the name Northern Lights. Uh, so they just shortened it. To no lie, and everything was good. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, they do some good beer. I like their, 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 their. I mean, pretty basic run of like IPA, amber, but um, but mm-hmm. a, a good a good flagship brand all around. And they
0: do have a beer called Brass Monkey, and I just ooh, love the label. I have not had that one. I I had got a bottle when I saw it down here once, and I had to drink it out of a plastic cup because I felt that's what that's the what Beastie Boys would want that.
1: May God rest our souls. I don't think they're dead, but. No. I was like, I'm pretty sure they're alive, but. but. But, you know, just in case. All right. <laughs> Tyler, anything else to, uh, before we uh, uh, wrap this up?
0: Uh, a couple things. Uh, 100 years ago this week, prohibition was enacted. Thank God we repealed that.
1: We did come to our senses. Um, and
0: if you actually go to Yingling's Twitter, You'll see they posted a link uh, from a newspaper up in Pennsylvania talking about how different breweries survived prohibition in that area. And it's a really cool read. Takes like two, three minutes. You know how
1: Yingling survived? Uh, ice cream. Yes, they made ice cream.
0: And uh, near beer, 0.5%. Uh, uh,
1: you know how Coors survived?
0: Root beer, was it?
1: Uh, um, but no, actually, ceramics. Ah. Um, that's, and that's still a major part of their business. Um, that's, a, uh, that's, a, I was going to say
0: Yingling carried the ice cream till 1980. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but no, Coors course ceramics are in, in certain industries are known as very high quality oh, and you, it's one of those things you go, wait, Coors, like the same as the beer. Yeah. The same as the beer. I don't know why they got in ceramics, but they did. Yeah. Um, I think about, I actually got to tour the Yingling uh, facility out in Pottsville, um, and they, they showed you the cave where they used to lager all their beer. Uh, cause it's built and they this, had to
0: brick it off.
1: Yeah, they had to brick it off for Prohibition. Um, but that brick wall had long since been destroyed. But they also had a, a, a picture of, because actually Yingling um, brought the first truck of beer to the White House mm-hmm. post-Prohibition. Um, it takes upwards of six months to make a batch of yingling. So they were obviously well in production. <laughs> uh, so
0: they brought that up in the article and the daughter, uh, one, of, one of the daughters that is running it now went, yeah, we had a, f- I'm assuming they had a feeling that prohibition was getting repealed. So got a little early jumpstart. <laughs> and I'm like, bullshit, you guys never stop. Cause in the article, they were talking about several like breweries that or like, that would move into warehouses and either plumb the beer under the river to New Jersey because it, there was more corrupt officers there so they could load it easier onto trucks or branded themselves as a seafood warehouse that you could come in and get drunk at.
1: <laughs> Which, you know, I guess what I'm saying is Yingling, own it. The statute of limitations is over. You were <laughs> you were totally bootlegged. Everyone's
0: like, yeah. <laughs> You were okay doing that. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other piece of thing is Amarillo is about to become free market. Oh, uh, The nice. patent is set to expire this year on it. Uh, has not been renewed, and it is going to be open to public. Ooh! So you can
1: so you can grow Amarillo in your backyard. Uh, for citrus, you're still gonna have to sneak into a hop farm. Um, just yeah, remove the rhizome. You didn't hear it from me anyway. So this has been. It's all beer. As always, uh, if you want to get a hold of us, you can do that uh, uh, on Twitter at It's All Beer One. Uh, Facebook, we're there. We do some things. Um, Instagram, I, I throw some a picture up every once in a while. It's been blowing up recently. I'm not sure what everybody's...
0: You stopped posting naked pictures, didn't you?
1: I mean, I stopped posting anything <laughs> for while we were on break, but um, yeah, I did stop posting naked pictures. So maybe that's... I've, what are you saying? Are you saying there's a correlation between us not getting followers and you know, my dingle dangle?
0: <laughs> and you can I'm <laughs> one swings one way.
1: And you can also get a hold of us at on email at it's at gmail And CC six just
0: rolling. In.
1: <laughs> and I and always. If you if you like what if you made it this far and you and you haven't shut us off because of every, all the weird shit we've said today, you obviously like us. Leave us a review, five stars. I think we still have some core's edge. Uh, um, I hope not. Um, sitting side and, and we and for a five star review, uh, Tyler will still chug. In fact, he needs to chug one. I think because because <laughs> yeah, they did not. He, they said drink, not chug. So, I guess, let's say, so he, someone did not specify to chug rather than drink, so Tyler still, make Tyler chug a Coors Edge. It'll piss off Tyler, it'll piss off a a local brewery who (laughs) who may or may not have copyright on that beer. Anyway, that'll be all from Simon Jeremy
0: Jones. I'm Tyler Zimmerman. And go drink a beer. Welcome to this (laughs) deck.